1: That's Stamps.com. Code program. It's that time of the year.
0: Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves,
1: feel the warm breeze, relax,
0: and think about
1: work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Let's head to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, as part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group where Jane Pickett uh, joins me. Good morning to you, Jane.
2: Good morning, Patricia. And you,
3: you're very welcome to the program. Let me get straight into uh, questions. This one, uh, now this is from Rashida. Hi, uh, Trish. Question for Jane. I've got a four-year-old retriever who started jumping a six foot wall and chasing cars and basically annoying the neighbours. I, I want him to get as much fresh air as possible so I don't want to shut him into the house all of the time. Is it illegal or is it cruel to think about putting a chain on him to a line post for a few hours a day when he's out in the garden he would have access to shelter etc. What is Jane's view on chaining up, the, chaining a dog on a long chain in the garden?
2: Hmm... Um. A little bit mixed um obviously we want to keep this pet safe and he's he's not safe if he's managing to to scale a six foot fence and go and chase cars and chase the neighbors and and that's a big concern not only from the point of view of keeping your pet safe but also for those using the road as well so it's, it's not ideal i understand it can be very frustrating it sounds like it's quite a high wall one would expect that most normal dogs would stay behind it but not in this case it seems like he's he's pulling some acrobatic feats um as regards chaining dogs Look, there's a number of different views on this. I suppose all I can do is give my own personal view in this particular situation. And every situation is a little bit different. I generally advise against it because usually if these if dogs are being chained, they're being chained and left unattended. And although a chain might seem quite safe, it's not. I've seen a lot of injuries for them over the years and they can be totally unattended it's very simple particularly if you have a a dog that gets hit up or excited or is is running around to get themselves quite tangled and injure themselves um in one of these chains or long lines and particularly if you're in a situation where this dog is used to going out there and jumping over this high wall you might get into a situation where they're chained to a solid object and they they don't realise, you know, until they're very used to it that, you know, they can't go any further. So he may attempt to scale that six foot wall attached to the chain and he could end up doing himself the world of damage and it could be very serious. So in my own personal opinion, I I usually don't think it's the best idea unless it's very select cases. Now, look, there is a, a wealth of different opinion out there. It really depends. What I would say is that I know some some places that have high fences that dogs are still succeeding in, in getting over. One thing that you could potentially consider doing in a safe manner, and I'd probably get some kind of additional building or construction advice about this, would be if you can kind of cover over the wall a little bit for a few feet so that it essentially have, has like a mini roof so that the dog doesn't really have anywhere to jump to, as it were. Um, so some some places, some purpose-built kind of dog facilities where they have quite large dogs will sometimes have a very high wall or a very high fence, but also have kind of a shielded almost roof area so that they don't have anywhere to to get to, they kind of can't jump over it physically, unless they want to scale an additional few feet to get over a roof. It sounds like quite an extreme situation, but I think it's really important to keep this pet safe, but also just to make sure that everybody in the locality is really safe as well. I think it's a it's a very difficult one. I I suppose my own my own feeling on it would be I I don't really feel in most cases that chaining is a is a particularly safe practice.
3: Yeah, and I, and I know Sheila said you know she wants them to get uh, fresh air now our four year old retriever. That's a big enough dog. So I'm I'm, I'm assuming he's getting enough walks in. It, it is OK for him to be indoors when he's not having his walks.
2: Isn't yeah, he it? It could well be. That's the thing if he's inside and secure. um, I think, you know, our, our listeners said, right, they need to get out and get fresh air. But, you know, as part of being a dog owner, we're kind of taking on that responsibility of bringing them for their walks, bringing them for kind of environmental enrichment and keeping their brains active. So, Each dog should have a a good walk at least twice a day. But if they're getting that good walk twice a day and they have other socialisation, whether it be with you or with other dogs, you know, them being kept securely inside in a safe area and perhaps with a toy to distract them whilst they would have been outside is is perfectly okay as long as they Mm. are getting a good exercise. Yeah, because you'd
3: you'd worry about them chasing cars and you'd Mm -hmm. uh, worry about them annoying the neighbours as Mm -hmm. well. And while he's your much loved pet, not everyone, mm-hmm. people can be afraid of dogs. And I know we've dealt with that issue uh, before in the programme. And, and, and they, you know, they, they're big dogs. They can knock somebody over, not even meaning to do it. But, if a, you know, Absolutely. if a big retriever comes bounding, a, 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 you know, a small child or an elderly person can be knocked over. So, yeah. OK, good luck with that. And then a says, hi, I have a four month old Maltese who is obsessed with eating my other dog's poo. I've tried pouring lemon juice. I've tried pouring vinegar. I've even put hot sauce on the poo, but it's hard to find it all because it's in the leaves, covered under the leaves in the garden, particularly this time of the year. Now, she's on Burns Puppy Nuts. Is otherwise healthy, full of energy. Is it just a phase and will it pass?
2: Oh, it sounds like you're you're really... Tried a lot of things there. Um, It is a difficult situation and obviously it's not the nicest thing in the world to see one of our dogs eating another dog's poo. And I suppose if they get into the habit of doing that when they're out and about and they're a little bit older, they are at risk of kind of picking up diseases from other dog's poo. Um, What I would say is first and foremost, people often ask me if they're eating other dog's poo, are they lacking in something? Generally, no, as long as they're on a good quality puppy complete diet. Generally, it's not that they're lacking in anything, it's usually behavioural. For some reason, we don't really know why. Some dogs just get it into their head that they want to try the taste of other dog's poo. Um we will never understand it. But what I will say is that there is a solution, particularly if it's your other dog's poo, that this puppy is eating consistently. There are products on the market. I would suggest speaking to your local vet, most vets would stock this or be able to get it in. There's a number of products. I know the name of the one that we stock here is a product called Copernil. Um And essentially what it is, is you need to feed nil or the other brands available of it to your dog. Um, not the dog that's eating the poop, but the other dog in the household who is producing the poo that then gets eaten by the puppy.
3: And so what is it? it? Is it like a horrible it's, taste? Is
2: it like a powder
3: or something? Is it? It's a powder, okay. and it
2: will make that poo te- taste and smell terrible. <laughs> Now, the poo eating might persist for a very short period, but in my experience, it's quite effective. Usually okay. a few poos that they've scoffed, they'll stop very quickly afterwards. You do need to continue it for quite a while, though, just to make sure that he doesn't realise that, oh, well, it tastes normal again, I'll go and have another snack on this. So you do need to persist with it for a good few months to break the habit.
3: And it doesn't affect the dog who has to eat the copra
2: No, it doesn't. Now, one thing I'd say is just if you have a dog that has a very sensitive tummy or any other ongoing medical issues, just discuss it with your vet before you feed it to them. But generally, it it does work. It does work.
3: And it it is, you know, I know it's it's a young dog, it's only four months. It is a habit, but if you don't break the habit, that's where you're in the danger of it persisting
2: absolutely and yeah. i think you're in the perfect time to pick to break that habit now because you know he's probably a younger puppy they're very malleable they're like sponges at this age they learn very quickly but also you're probably not going out and about a huge amount and socializing with lots of other dogs at this stage and i think the difficulty comes when you have an adult dog who likes to eat other dogs poo and they're going out playing in the park with other oh. dogs you can't you can't control what the other dogs are being fed you can't make sure they're fed that special thing to make it taste nasty so it's A lot more difficult
3: to break the habit there. Apologies to anybody having their lunch. Okay, Um, my Jack Russell says this, Dexter, 14 years of age, is almost blind, but manages really well in his own environs. However, he shakes his head a lot. My vet says his ears are okay, had them checked. I take him for regular checkups, he gets his vaccines, etc. However, I find it distressing for him at times because he seems to be uncomfortable when he's shaking his head. Am I missing something, or maybe it's something common in dogs of his age at 14?
2: Okay. Um, So I think my first thought there would definitely be ear disease. So common things are common. Head shaking is commonly associated with kind of a discomfort in the ears. Now, it sounds like you've done all the right things here. You've taken your pet to the vet. You've raised your concern. It seems to be all clear. So that would rule out kind of the more common aspect of it. We can get slightly more unusual things to do with balance system that might cause kind of head tremors. Um, But it doesn't sound like that's what's happening here. To be honest, what I'd probably suggest is if it's continuing for your pet and it's a Let's say it's a consistent feature. It's not just happening once in a blue moon. It's happening every day for a period of time. And and if he seems distressed by it, you know, pop back to your vet again. Let them know that the signs have continued. You're really concerned, and that you want to kind of escalate investigations for it. And I think that happens all the time as vets. You know, a lot of the time we'll see a pet in here. We'll do some initial initial investigations that would we'll check for the common things. Pass them as clear, but unless let's say a pet owner comes back and tells us tells us hey like this is still going on it's still bothering him we won't know to be able to escalate that and dig into more diagnostics to try and help your pet out so so let your vet know have a discussion with them they might discuss other diagnostics they might discuss looking for deeper ear disease so sometimes we can get ear diseases very deep within the ear that we wouldn't necessarily be able to see with the scope now it's a lot rarer not what we would think of initially and but it is possible so just i think don't be afraid to Raise it with your vest again. It sounds like there is something going on for this. And maybe video video
3: record when he's doing the head shaking, would that help?
2: Yeah, I think that's absolutely a great idea. Um, because certainly if it's if it's genuine head shaking, then that will kind of signal discomfort. But if it's more of a head tremor, which looks a little bit different in the eyes of a vet, then that leads us down a little bit of a diagnostic path. So yeah, for sure, sure, that's a really really okay. great idea. I oh, well, I know, you, I've
3: heard, I've heard you say it before. So it's it's worth yeah. it, worth people <laughs> videotaping it. Listen, have a great week, and we'll chat to you next Thursday.
2: You too. Thanks as always.
3: Bye bye. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group.